0: Alfredo Ortiz of Job Creators Network joins me to explain how Biden policies are devastating America's small businesses. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also discuss Vice President Harris lying about the border and what the FBI is really doing in its investigation of President Trump. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Did you know that tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super tart shoes are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simple. Delicious Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana.
2: Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster?
3: Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just, uh, 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 just an inch
1: well, it's not been basically even. What a disastrous! The uh, that was his sixty minutes interview. It was it, and it was it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The I guess lack of I don't know if it's lack of awareness because I don't know how you cannot be aware. I think at this point it's an issue of he's it just he just doesn't care. It's an issue of he's he's. I mean, what are you going to say about it? It's a disastrous economy. End of story. So, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. That was just one of the many things that we're going to discuss in the super hot studio where it's like 90,000 degrees and we're all sweating to death in here. Happy Monday. It's supposed to be fall in Texas. It's hot as hell in this studio. And it's, it's, a, it's fall in Texas and it's 90,000 degrees and we're dying. So, we're going to get into all of this at some point without the of the equipment melting and everything just completely collapsing. So... As I was telling you just a little bit earlier, just when we came in with this audio soundbite, here we have the president, 60 Minutes. He also spoke at a gala. Gala? Gala? Yeah. He spoke at a gala over the weekend, too. And he. it was, it was a weird speech, and we were going to play some audio of that. I think that sometimes I wonder, especially if there's an own that comes in and Democrats look really bad, I kind of wonder... If there isn't, he doesn't go out and say stupid stuff, like the, the border issue. He doesn't go out and say silly things just so that he can, you know, he can uh, not have to deal with the border. He doesn't have to address any questions from the border. So, speaking of which, all weekend, that is all we heard, all weekend. Did you know that, I think, how long were they in there before they had the buses come in? Maybe the immigrants maybe or the illegal entrance.
4: Yeah, maybe 48 hours.
1: Was it even 48?
4: Yeah, it was some it was they, probably less than that, but it was it was right around there.
1: Because they took this they had buses come to Martha's Vineyard and take everybody to a military base. Isn't that correct? It was a they took them all to this military base. So they had all these buses come in and they took them to uh, the Military base Then everybody was out and then everybody patted their back and they thought that it was really great They did such a great job. Everybody look Such a great job. They were able to go in they couldn't even do for 24 hours for 50 people They couldn't even do what border towns have been doing for how long now? Decades. A really long time for decades and decades So that didn't 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 work and it looks bad and I think that they know it looks bad That's the thing they know it looks bad. They celebrated their 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 victory. There was 50 50, that's all, 50 people. Were they shocked because I mean, I don't know. I <laughs> Some of the defenses of Biden that I saw were really uh, racist? Some of the people who were trying to talk about labor and everything else, and oh my gosh, it was just bad. None of us looked good. So they had 50 people come into Martha's Vineyard. And now everybody's gone. Someone said, like, tears in the rain. They're all gone. Uh, They left, uh, they went to the airport, they boarded military transport, and they were off to the Air, it was an Air National Guard plane, and they were off to Cape Cod. And there's some audio that's really... Because there was there was a there were a couple of uh, there was there was well here let's play this audio Soundbite one, this woman this one was making the rounds over the weekend. Listen to this. So, what,
5: what are the most difficult challenges right
1: now? The difficult challenges are. Uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move from here to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. <sighs> they don't have housing for 50 people. How do you not have housing for 50 people? You know, Barack Obama has a big mansion there. John Kerry has a big mansion there. All these people have giant mansions, and not a single one of them offered any kind of. They claim to be Sanctuary City. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to act with compassion. They didn't do any of that. They got them, they shipped them off to a military base. Th- these people are not actually Sanctuary. That's what's so funny. They're not actually sanctuary. They're being forced to see if they can even rise to the occasion of their own policies, and they can't. This is not, they're not sanctuary. These, these people here, one of them out, they couldn't even handle that long. How long have you been called a racist and a bigot and everything else simply because you wanted legal order, orderly entry? Just because you wanted legal, orderly entry. And you were called every name in the book for this. Everything. And then these individuals, for not even a week, not even two days, they had to do what border towns have been doing for years, decades. And they couldn't even handle it. And they shipped them all off They ship them all off to a military base. And when Joe Biden, Joe Biden wasn't even asked about this. How are you doing a 60 minute interview and not asking the president of the United States this? How is this an interview? We don't even have. We have. I mean, we don't. We have no audio from him on this from 60 minutes because he wasn't asked. How do you... That's not an interview. That's just a leg up. That's it. They're just trying to give him a leg up on something. It's propaganda at this point. Just shameful. Is he not the commander-in-chief? Is he not someone... Is he not in charge of the border? You'd think... Now they had a record number, because there was total chaos. So in Martha's Vineyard, the 50 people there were they kept saying that they had a humanitarian crisis because 50 people were there. They had a humanity that's what they said. They used those words. They said humanitarian crisis. We have a humanitarian crisis. It's an ongoing situation. All weekend these people were freaking out. They were absolutely freaking out all weekend. And so they got them all out of there. And then here's how they were trying to twist it. So this started cropping up like Friday. This started cropping up like Friday afternoon. And they were saying, well, you know, Ron DeSantis, what Ron DeSantis did here was so mean. Ron DeSantis, uh, these people were falsely lured. I can't tell you. I'm looking at this. Oh, my gosh. I have like four or five articles right in front of me that I saved over the weekend, starting from Friday, of everyone saying that Ron DeSantis was luring people luring them into onto these planes and then tricking them to go to the hellscape that is Martha's Vineyard, which I gotta say, Martha's Vineyard this time of year, Kane, sounds way better than under an overpass and no disrespect to these wonderful overpasses that we have, you know, near the border down there but it sounds a lot better than this, than than what they usually go through and so he was asked late Friday afternoon he was asked if people were there was a press conference he gave if people were being lured if people were being tricked into going in what are you what are you doing to these mean people and he told the press and there's video of it he told the press he's like well uh, I didn't trick anyone it's totally false people sign a release they have all kinds of information. They actually, they, they are, they're given choices where they want to go and a lot of people pick Martha's Vineyard. It's true. I mean, there were reporters and they were also talking to some of the workers there helping to load people in and they were saying, no, they actually, they, they want to go. People aren't being, tra- how was how that different than when Joe Biden, we talked about this last week, running over 70 planes to Jacksonville, Florida without even notifying the state of Florida or Jacksonville or anyone else. They had to call the police because all these people were going through customs and they, and they, they had no idea, they had no nothing. And they, were, they were trying to figure out how to handle it. It caused actually a pretty, a pretty large logistical headache from what reports say at Jackson, Jacksonville International Airport there in Florida because they had no idea what to do with these people coming in. No one gave them a heads up. And that's not the only town that Biden has sent people to, not even giving anybody a heads up, just sends plane after plane load. But because he's got a D after his name, that makes a difference somehow. These people are the I mean, you know, what's evil, what's evil is saying that if you don't clean up the mess that we made and if you don't treat this. If it, it, this, it's a humanitarian crisis With 50 people in Martha's Vineyard Then it's a humanitarian crisis at the border With 5 million And the pure evil of it Is these people pretending they didn't cause Any of this with their policies You want to talk about using people as pawns Let's talk about the, Washington D.C. Using the border As a chess piece this entire time Record number of buses from Texas Rolled into New York City And man, there's a uh, Bill Malugin, we're going to talk about this a little, little later on, he was saying that there were some people, uh, there is human trafficking that Democrats actually aren't freaking out about. By the way, you know how much it is? The best is that there were a bunch of buses that went to New York. The Democrat city of El Paso, they transported 2,365 illegal entrants on 51 buses. They've been doing this since August 23rd. You know how much it's costing people? Two million. Two million dollars. We're going to get into all of that here even deeper. Media reaction and also what Democrats are saying about it. Now, uh, Mayor Pete is in the news again because someone mentioned roads and buses and, you know, that's... I I have no idea why he has this job. I've never seen any... Well, first off, I don't even know why we have this department. Secondly, I don't even know why we got this guy heading up this department. There's no point. So he... He says that they're going to... It's, it's an infrastructure thing. He's trying to meld together critical race theory and transportation so they've he's announced that they've handed out a grant to dismantle a highway that is that was built to perpetuate racism everybody I don't know that's it's part of a we're, we'll talk about that and also the ongoing funeral I think although they just lowered her into the what do they call it? it's not a crip what do they put them in it's their, is isn't That sounds like a spooky word. I mean, I like it, but I mean, I don't. Anyway, they lowered the queen, the family vault. Let's just put it like that. They lowered her in the family vault. They had the uh, funeral. Heads of state were all over. I have some interesting, apparently, did you know that North Korea sent an ambassador? There's only a handful of leaders that actually weren't allowed to come, including the uh, crown prince over there in Saudi Arabia. He wasn't allowed to go. And apparently, Spain's king wasn't allowed to go, but he ended up going anyway, and there was some controversy there. I didn't even know. I mean, it's like it is legit Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about all of that and more here coming up. We've got Stevie Yates coming up in our third hour. We've got some headlines you'll want to pay attention to there. We've got a busy show for you today as we start your week off correctly. Dana Lash here for ARK Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARK Seed Kits. You can visit arc, ARK, A-R-K, dot com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, ARK Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. And these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. Talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff designed to grow new, nutrient and calorie-dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit ARK Seed Kits and enter DANA to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today.
4: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
1: So, first up here, I kind of rolled my eyes on this. I don't know how you even study it. I got to be real. They said that there was a hate, there was a, researchers at the Institute of Climate Impact Research found that tweets with derogatory language increased during times of extreme heat or cold. And it was published in a thing that no one cares about The Lancet Because the Lancet is just nothing more There's toilet paper that's more valuable than the Lancet And even after the toilet paper is used, Kane It is found to be still more valuable than the Lancet Yeah So I don't care about this study If I could throw this study in the air and shoot it Like a skeet Then I would Yeah, quote that all right, uh, so this is sad. Veteran suicides are almost 40% higher than the VA is telling us, according to a new report. America's Warrior Partnership and the University of Alabama and Duke University were gathering the death data on veterans across eight states, and after reviewing it, they said that uh, it's actually a little its higher than what the VA has been reporting from 2014 to 2018 specifically. Yeti coolers are apparently washing up some on Alaska beaches. I don't know why. But uh, apparently they are. They said that all you got to do. They said that they've, they've, they've. I don't even know why. They said that they've been. They had 109 shipping containers that kind of that went in during the uh, the Washington British Columbia border. Debris has been floating northward, and it's hitting all kinds of beaches, specifically in Alaska beaches. So people are grabbing these cool, brand new Yeti coolers that like sank. I guess something 100. All these, all these uh, containers on a shipping, on a, on a uh, giant. Uh, Cargo ship. Interesting. We got a lot more on the way. Stick with us. More of The Dana Show back after this. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899.
5: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
3: Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it.
1: So that made, that was the president part of his 60-minute thing. Apparently that made a lot of people on the left really angry. Welcome back to the program, your lovable curmudgeon. Hostess Dana Lash here with you. And... I, I thought there was this really, really fascinating little slip there. Because it was almost like he had to try to walk it back. A little bit. He's like, yeah, you know, the pandemic, it's done. It's over. Nobody's wearing the masks. I mean, he says what we've all noticed anyway. Come on. I mean, he did impose the mask inda- mandate, the mask mandate, and it was his administration, the DOJ, that went to court to, enfor- to keep enforcing them. It was kind of funny that he's like, "Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. We're not making you arbitrarily wear something that scientifically isn't proven to do absolutely anything." Sidebar: Over the weekend, I saw someone cane out in the bow, out and about in sunshine, two masks. Two had the little uh, one that I guess the surgical mask and then a cloth went over it. I kid you not.
4: That's what I call doubly ineffective.
1: I'm not going to say anything about it publicly because I appreciate if and, and they seemed otherwise healthy. I mean, you know, if you have a health issue going on, it still doesn't help you. By the way, just want to let you know. I'm not even going to play into that. I'm not even going to be like, well, if you have a health issue, I understand. No, if you have a health issue, it's not going to do jack crap, so you might as well stay home. I just am not, not going to sit here and, and fluff fake science. It's not going to happen. But I, I saw it. I just think that we should just go ahead, let people fly their freak flag. You know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and let that fly. Because it's an advertisement to you, the sane person, the person who doesn't believe that the earth is flat someone who follows science, that's not going to save you. And, in, and so, you know what? In another way, I kind of feel bad for people who, you know, say that there is a, you know, the tiny minority of people that do actually have compromised immune systems. They've been led to believe that this thing is going to protect them. It's like this talisman. They've been, they've been led to believe that this mask is going to protect them. And so they'll go out and do things that maybe they shouldn't do because they think that that's going to protect them and it's not. But I did think it was interesting. He said a whole bunch of things in his remarks. We're gonna one of the ones we're gonna get into later is the one on uh, it, he was talking about Taiwan because they had to walk that back too. He's, I I mean, it's been a mess. He's he, this Politico reported that his handlers, his advisors, did not appreciate his remarks. Apparently, he insisted that it was over. And his, I don't know. <sighs> Good heavens. I mean, we are, why is this even controversial? Why is this, this has been over, he's been two years, didn't it end pretty much like his first year in office? This whole idea of lockdown and pandemic. So why are we still, oh, oh, you know why? November's coming. And it's because they like the power. They like the power that it brought. Very much so. Now, Pete Buttigieg, I got to come back to this. You know, he's Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, the admiral of the canoe fleet at Camp Wimpy Tonka. New dad. He, I guess, took a break from chest feeding. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what he does. There's two things. I have two headlines on him. The first is that he's handed out a federal grant to dismantle a highway that was built to perpetuate racial discrimination. I don't even know how that happens. You build a highway for racism? Is it shipped? How does this work? Does it come right from the DNC into everyone's neighborhoods? I just don't know. So this piece, and we've talked a little bit about some of, this was a Roosevelt thing This was his urban you know, his, his, his urban planning and all of this And, and there was actually If you go back in, in Post-World War There was an effort from Democrats To kind of divide up Communities and, and I say it was an effort from Democrats Because the person who was in the White House Who originated this plan Was a Democrat And all the people that were underneath him came, Were also Democrats. And guess what? Everyone else that was involved in it, it rhymes with schmemocrat. So just so you know. So now they he's he's trying to he's trying to get everyone to talk about old school Democrat stuff. Biden and, and now Pete Buttigieg is, is part of the prong on this. They are desperately trying to run from the economy. So what's the best way to kind of talk about the economy, but not really talk about the economy, but let people know that you kind of care about them? Let's go back to the old school 80s, 70s stuff of talking about worker rights. That's what they're doing. Now, keep in mind, they're not going to touch on anything that actually affects the worker paychecks, just the worker rights, as though workers don't have any rights and that this is the great proletariat and we are all in Leninist Russia. That's the way he approaches this. It's so weird. So they've been, they keep trying to, can I just read this sentence to you? Because I want you to tell me WTF this means. Quote, the move is part of Biden, Biden's uh, the Biden administration's broader effort to remake America's infrastructure to be more equitable, including addressing racist roads designed to facilitate white flight. (laughs) Now, if this if there was a course in colleges. That was focused on. uh, Completely dealing with B.S., It would this sentence would be an entire one the entire semester infrastructure to be more equitable can we start there because this is where we are this was part of his whole push and now Buddha he's making the second play on it because they do it in layers. So they were the ones who he announced that there was a federal grant to dismantle an interstate highway in Michigan that had to that was that was just there to facilitate racism. However, that is facilitated. I mean, we don't need any more refineries or anything. You know, we I mean, we do, but no. And. We don't need to do we don't need any refineries. We don't need, you know, in terms of infrastructure, guys, we don't need to focus on anything that has to do with getting rare earth uh, elements, getting the rare earth minerals, getting those out of the ground and 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 becoming self-sufficient with this green whatever that the administration wants to do. That's just moving us from the cartel of OPEC to the communist cartel of Beijing. No, 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 no. We are talking about destroying highways because they're racist. There is no way that I could read this That does not sound any more ridiculous Than I just said it I'm not exaggerating I am not I'm not being more theatrical with this Than I need to be For the sake of entertainment I'm literally reading you the story And I I feel like we're all being recorded For a reality show for aliens That's what I feel like when I, when I get into this stuff It's we are all If I had to take a guess as to why this all feels so weird And why this is ju- It's because it's a, it's a reality show for aliens And they're watching us be stupid It's exactly what this is I mean there is nothing in this They're going to tear down legit, Literally tear down a highway <sighs> Wow It's, it's not a, I don't know $104.6 million in federal funds To tear down this highway I am not joking you It's uh, the $1.5 billion grant program called Infrastructure for Rebuilding America. Um, You're tearing down a highway. Highways are infrastructure, right? They are. Okay. So just roll with me, everybody, here for a second. I just want to figure this out. This is what I'll walk through. So tearing down a highway, that's infrastructure. It is the... Interstate 375. Okay. And they said it's going to create a slower speed boulevard that's going to improve safety by removing a steep curve and adding LED lighting. And it's not, and it's going to not uh, have it go through what they say is a black community in Detroit. So you're going to cause traffic problems? I mean,. Uh this is not, how in the world is this in any way? I don't know. Guys, I we are, we're doing a reality show for aliens. I don't have anything else to say. This is a part of the, uh, all vestiges of the New Deal and Urban Planet was continued all the way up into 49. It's, it's, this is, it's just super goofy. But we're spending that much money on it. And we wonder why we have a problem. This is the government spending that we have a problem with. One of my kids came, my youngest son told me that he had a big debate with uh, his teacher in school. He's in high school. Had a big debate with his teacher in high school. And his teacher was suggesting, you know, one of the problems that we have right now with inflation, there's a a really good way that we can combat this. And the teacher actually told my child, my child who has my DNA sitting in there with my last name in my mouth, tells the classroom that includes my child... That, well, all we got to do is increase taxes and we can remedy inflation. Now, you know how that conversation went. Because my youngest son is Alex P. Keaton, if Alex P. Keaton was on steroids. And he is a math dude. He is, I mean, he enjoys calculus. Something wrong with him. I don't know. He's that kid. And he immediately starts in. Immediately starts in. And he's right, because here's the problem. Think about it. sure. Go ahead, just because this is what Democrats want to do. They keep saying we got to raise taxes so that we can pay for some of these infrastructure programs. What do you think that the whole uh, not really reduce the Inflation Act was? Sure, go ahead and increase taxes. Sure, absolutely, you are correct. That will temporarily cut inflation. But guess what else? People are going to be taxed because the government won't stop spending during a period of collecting record revenue. Right now, we already see record revenue being collected by the government. So clearly, the issue isn't one of taxation. It is one of government spending. But let us go with this theory for one moment, shall we? Sure, you just keep taxing people to pay for increased government spending that the government refuses to stop. And then what happens when, and it's when, not if, we, that, when that temporary fix wears off, what are you going to do then? If you refuse to put cutting government spending on the table, you think that you're going to go back to the well and tax people more in order? No, because you, you've already taken all their money. You can't tax them anymore. And you're going to start a downward spiral into a depression. I mean, it's a temporary fix that actually makes the problem worse and guarantees that you will see it a second time rather quickly and it'll be worse than the first. Very interesting. Very interesting. But this, Pete Buttigieg, this is hurt and rescue. This is absolutely hurt and rescue. And I've talked about this before on the show. I don't want to do a total deep dive into it right now, but I I do think it's very interesting that you have Pete Buttigieg who's going out with this transportation aspect of this. And yet, when when you look at what kicked off and what helped to cause all of this, I mean, the people who were in government Decided that this is going to be a great way after the war This is how they were going to handle everything And this is how they were going to modernize communities and, and, and connect different areas with industry And they were the ones who decided to plan all of this And it's the same people who made these decisions It's the same ideology coming back around and saying Oh well we hurt you and screwed you over the first time This time we're really going to do it right I mean they're tearing down a highway for crying out loud now, a couple of other things. The and I have more on Buttigieg because he's eyeing running for Senate. You know this, right? He's looking to. He's looking to. I, I mentioned this about. I looked at my notes about three months ago. He's looking at moving towards Michigan because he wants to. He has dreams for higher office. He doesn't have the resume for it, but he has dreams for higher office. And apparently, someone got Barack Obama and Joe Biden's thoughts on this, and I'll share that with you here on the way. Also, the railroad strike, the deal that was made between the White House and the railroad union, somebody got mad at me for this. I'm gonna talk about that here coming up. That does have the potential to fall apart. We're gonna talk about that as well. And in Denver, they're paying people to not be homeless. Stop being poor. They're I doing- <laughs> we got some stuff about the FBI All kinds of things coming up to you, you don't want to miss. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military. And they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often. And then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee.
5: Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show.
1: Happy Monday to you. As we are beginning a weird week because Monday is a big news day and it's been a lot of coverage of what's been going on in Britain. Because they had the queen's funeral and they lowered her. I guess it's the family vault, as I read, crypt vault, same thing, right? Uh, but that's been getting wall-to-wall coverage. I and you know what? At, at first, I was like, oh, can we talk about a lot of the news? Can we talk about the news happening here in the United States? But you realize what we all what they just were playing all over every major news station and cable news network. A church service. They were playing a church service. We watched a Christian funeral and they were playing a Christian. There was a church service. People were singing hymns. Some not against it. Because how often does that happen? Think about it. How often does something like that happen? You, you, there were a lot of good messages shared about uh jesus christ and and uh really what happens after we shuffle off this mortal coil for people who have faith it was very so i'm not against it actually the more i thought about it i was like i'm not actually against this i think we should not go ahead i don't care with all the pageantry i love that we had a christian church service that was played for all, across the world now, coming up, there's some very interesting behind-the-scenes stuff of all the world leaders, because that does actually impact some foreign policy. You know, you have to be careful. You can't set the North Korean ambassador next to the South Korean president. Who's, can you imagine being in charge of that? Every single country, country's leader or ambassador there, apparently, everybody, all, they all have issues with each other. So the Jenga of that seating arrangement, plus, coming up, worrisome news, a key... E- Economic indicator has gone negative. We're going to discuss that. Corporate virtue signaling, energy, wokery. Oh my gosh, this woke story that I have for you is one of the worst. Stick with us. Second hour on the way. I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG? Well, like everything that Kel-Tec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells and with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered.
3: He's sending Venezuelans who are coming here freeing the successor to Hugo Chavez, this disaster, uh, because the guy doesn't want to go and he has no economic answers, right? So he sends them to Martha's Vineyard. Why? Because Martha's Vineyard is this symbol of where the elite goes to vacation and for, People who know more on the East Coast, it was also the first place that welcomed black professionals and business people from the South to come and live on oh, equal boy. terms Listen in, a, and talk about in a community that was largely created for religious reflection and study.
1: He sounds like so a frog that a, just got you know, his
3: voice. That's what's going on. And I don't know what Massachusetts is going to do, but I'll bet that they will make those people feel at home.
1: Oh, but they didn't, though. You'd you all know who that is, right? That is uh, it's former President Bill Clinton. Close but no cigar, Bill. Close but no cigar. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable curmudgeon here this Monday, kicking off the week right. He was speaking Well, he was giving an interview over the weekend. Oh, yeah, they're going to make them feel right at home. And then, as we said, <laughs> like not even 48 hours, and they were out. They were on a bus, and they were out because... Democrats cannot stand to live by their own policies on this. And it is... And one thing that Clinton, he's like, you know, they 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 sent people there because they look at it as... It's more than just being where the elite trust fund socialists go to vacation. I was reading who all has houses there. I don't... Is there anyone who does not have a house there? Is there any rich billionaire millionaire democrat who does not have a house on Martha's Vineyard Good question. I mean I would like to I always thought it would be pretty to go to just see the area but I thought eh, I can't stand to be around I'm never gonna do it because I'll be annoyed the second I land never gonna happen yeah. I will I will go to our own United States Riviera thank you very much but the point that he made here about that being viewed as being the elitist place where all you know all these trust and socialists he didn't say that part i did go to vacation it's it is more than that though because is it that's where all of the people who have all those mansions that we were just talking about there martha's vineyard all of those same people advocate for open borders and they advocate for sanctuary and they're very proud to say oh well this is a sanctuary city or we come from a sanctuary area But being a sanctuary city or being a sanctuary state is more than just saying that you are a sanctuary. I mean, you actually have to provide the sanctuary, right? And these people, you're telling me that all of the people who live there, and even the locals, because they said I shared with you last week, according to Census Bureau data and others that has been collected from different vacation sources, etc., like that track vacation homes and that, over 63% of the homes there are actually seasonal second homes for super rich people. But even the locals that stay there whose salaries I mean it's well above the national average. They have what is it 137 plus thousand is is the national average income the median income there. That's the that's the median income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. I mean so now you, can, you understand why some of those people go, oh yeah, you can go buy an electric car because they can afford it. Those are just the locals that stay there. And then obviously when you have all the wealthy people, when you have the John Kerry's and the Barack Obama's, the Clintons, they, they vacation there a lot. Kennedy's are up there. When you got all these people that travel up there, sure. But none of them, did, none of them stayed, they, none of these people invited anyone to stay in their homes, but yet they are the ones who will blast the right if the right simply says, "Can we have people enter legally? How dare you not want to be open for refugees? How dare you not want to be open for this? How dare you I mean but you have like you have the space. I was reading John Kerry's home. he spent about twelve something million on his um mansion seven bedrooms i think is what was reported there's only 50 people there barack obama's mansion has a ton, like five or six bedrooms so they they have the space to do it they kept saying well we don't well, We we can't put all these people in these homes we can't we can't we can't we definitely have we have no room. room there's no way we cannot take care of them Audio Sunbite 1. I know we've played... I just... I need to play this again. This is what one of the residents actually said. Listen.
5: So... What are the most difficult challenges right
1: now? The difficult challenges are... We have... At some point in time they have to move from here to somewhere else right we we cannot we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants um and we we certainly don't have housing we're in a housing crisis as we are on this island and so we don't we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here we don't have housing for 50 more people we don't have housing they've got to get mansions like everybody else Weren't these people the ones who are bragging about, oh, they're going to show everyone how compassionate they are? Well, apparently they didn't. I mean, if they were trying to prove that they actually cared about immigrants, they, didn't, they weren't really successful in doing that. Not at all. I mean, this is not impressive. They, they, they literally sent in the military to get them. And they got aggravated because they were expected to actually have to shoulder the burden That they demand all of these poorer border towns deal with. I mean, I'm just. Wow. There was one woman. They said, oh, she took a day. She took a day or so. She was helping people get supplies for a day. Oh, well, good for you. But now why don't you go and look at what's been happening in places like McAllen and Yuma and Del Rio and everywhere else. Where they see people you want know, fifty, they dealt with fifty in one day. I mean, these border towns will deal with fifty in an hour and a half hour. That's nothing to these people. And those those people who are down there doing all of that work, they don't they don't get any of this press coverage. You don't see any of any of those people patting themselves on the backs. They don't do it. They don't freak out so dramatically like these people in this res in this in this area have done. Are we supposed to be impressed by this? I mean, good heavens. Here, you know, they isn't this. I was looking at this too. After Labor Day, it goes into off-season. And they said that their permanent population of like 30,000, it can swell, the area can swell up to almost 200,000 during the summer. And You're telling me that it's off-season now, so you have all this open space, that they did not have the resources to provide the services necessary? They actually, they they started a GoFundMe. I was reading that Mark Hemingway was writing that it was a 44-hour crisis. 44 hours, not even 48 They said that it was organized by a woman named Sarah Goulet on behalf of the Martha's Vineyard community. And she's a super rich, I guess, communications executive in New York. She's donated uh, tons of money to Kamala Harris. And the Martha's Vineyard Community Foundation, the Federalists found out that they have a slush fund of $16 million. And they... Talk, they, they do stuff for uh, climate change and eradicating racism. They have $16 million for civic issues, and they could not spare one cent for the 50 people who were there. How many, how, do you think that McAllen, Texas, has this kind of fund? Del Rio? What about any of these even smaller border towns that have to deal with this every single day, hour by hour? Do you think that they have a $16 million slush fund that, they're, that they can just use for whatever civic project? Martha's Vineyard uses their literally eradicating racism and um, uh, climate change for all, or climate change for the island. I mean, it sounds like honestly, this is what white prog- this is the the modern day indulgence for white progressives. They don't really want to change anything about themselves, so they'll they'll go along with a fairy tale of of uh, carbon offsets and everything else, and they'll pay that because it's their modern day indulgence. They don't actually want to spend the time showing that they're doing anything to virtue signal. So they'll just give money because it's easier and they have a lot of it and they don't notice it. I mean, I that you had one charitable foundation on Martha's Vineyard that could have easily have paid for and helped the 50 people that were there. And they didn't. Some of these, apparently, one of the reports were that Barack Obama's, his house sits on 29 acres. You tell me that you couldn't put up 10 cities there to house people? These people are not serious about the stuff they say. These are the self-appointed elitists that think that everyone else has to do the dirty work of actually putting the action to these policies. These people don't want to be bothered. I am I'm so not impressed with what Martha's Vineyard did. I'm actually offended by what Martha's Vineyard did. I have never seen anything so white, so racist, so unchristian and so uncaring in my life as a town that sits on a 16 million dollar little slush fund that it spends for things like climate change. And they could not get the military in there quick enough to get 50 brown people off of their white haven Island. But that's the left for you. Oh, but they have Barack Obama and Spike, and Spike Lee. They've got houses there. Oh, I'm sorry. That means that you all aren't racist. Okay, great job. Yeah, okay. But that's the progressive left for you. I, I don't want to hear a single thing from these damn people ever again. Because you know who lives in most of these border towns? Kane, you know. You have family down in Motors. You know exactly. Who? What? what, If you had to describe the demo in these border towns, how would you describe it?
4: Uh, Legal immigrants, essentially, and then ranch owners.
1: So not entirely. It's like it it doesn't have the white concentration, the white progressive concentration that Martha's Vineyard has.
4: No, and you're seeing that now play out with uh, primary elections uh, right now in these border towns. You're seeing that the representation.
1: But see, Martha's Vineyard. And all, and those people think that the border towns, all those white Democrats think that the border towns are racist because they had the audacity to make this rich white progressive trust fund socialist town. They, they were forcing them to share the burden that these border towns have, have taken on themselves for 20 plus years now. But how are they the racist for wanting to make, make these people pay their fair share?
4: It's how the left always does it. They project.
1: So it's absolutely offensive, offensive. Now, the, uh, I have a couple of stories in the FBI that you're going to I'm gonna, you're gonna need to be aware of. Plus, Denver is, I mean, look, Denver, at least their town, look, Denver is $2 million in taxpayer funds. I don't agree with this at all, but it's more than Martha's Vineyard did. They're, they're paying people to not be homeless. Stop being poor. $2 million. But here's, there's a caveat. You have to be a homeless woman, trans, or non-binary. That's it. Everyone else can get bent. What? You can stay homeless. Yeah. It...
4: That's discrimination.
1: Yeah, but does it matter? Cause it's D different. <laughs> See what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna get into this. It's a weird news day. Wow. And I'm not. I'm not really. I mean, I know that they have the 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 uh, Britain's Queen's funeral on television, but uh, yeah, they they lowered her in the family vault today. So that's all. There's really no other news for that, so we're going to be covering stuff domestically here. We have a lot still to hit. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beat Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana.
4: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: Hurricane Fiona. Oh boy. This is we were just talking last week about how there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of hurricane news coming out of the Caribbean, but now Puerto Rico is without power across the island on Sunday, category 1, so it's not one of the strongest, but nonetheless still destructive, heads across its southern coast. Their governor confirmed that the electrical outage uh, happened shortly before the president uh, authorized an emergency disaster, and it's been so far, that's the, the really the only one that they've kind of... I mean, there's been some depressions and all of that, but this is Category 1, so it's not like uh, Andrew, which was, I think, what, a Cat 4? Is that a Cat 4 hurricane? But it still battered the island on Sunday, so they've had life-threatening flash flooding. Uh, the situation is not expected to pr- improve much going into Monday, but they said all 3.2 million people on the island were entirely without power. Ooh, that is not good. New Orleans scores the dubious honor of being the murder capital. Oh, New Orleans. It's, you know, they said that the those top, lead, top city leadership positions around the country, in fact, Wall Street Journal was tracking uh, and that along with the Metropolitan Crime Commission, Inc., and New Orleans particularly, they said that carjackings were up, shootings were up, armed robberies are up, homicide rate is up 141%. My goodness, who's been running that city? For the, uh, yeah, the a uh, madman was seen smashing a New York City McDonald's with an axe, and he's released without bail. Michael Palacios, thirty-one, he grabbed an axe and apparently trashed wa- the fast food joint early Friday. Fourth-degree criminal mischief, weapons charge, and uh, Manhattan DA released him. It's at cashless bail. Remember, it's driving the crime there. Coming up, we got some updates for you on midterms. Stick with us. the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com Dana 972-PATRIOT.
5: When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show.
3: Can I ask you a favor? Can we hear this? Can we hear this loud enough so you know who can see that in New Jersey?
5: You know, uh,
1: the highlights from his speech here it's a montage. I, before oh, Dr.
5: Oz came in, who ever heard the word coup de craze ever in their life? You know, the, the issue
1: well, now, I've never heard like of coup de craze, but you know. There's
5: a lingering issue of
3: auditory processing. How many of you have
5: two gigantic ten mansions?
1: Who believes? What?
5: Senator Casey!
1: Again, this is a montage of John Fetterwoman.
5: If I would be so
1: lucky to serve with Senator Casey. Nope. Good heavens. It's just, it's a nightmare. He is a nightmare candidate. And I'm kind of wondering, welcome back to the show, your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here with you. I'm sort of wondering what, what's going on with his polling. Uh, there's, they sent out, let me pull this up. They sent out this memo the Fetter people did. The Fetter woman people. Politico has the story. It says, In a private memo, Fetterman is confronting an obstacle getting outspent. Their campaign manager is said to have written a wake-up call to donors about increased GOP TV spending in Pennsylvania because he's been leading Dr. Oz in the polls there. And apparently... They're trying to, you know, look at this is if if we get outspent on TV, this is going to be bad. And it would be very bad for him because honestly, the ad buys, that's he can't sell himself, as you can hear. And that was a collection of his of the hits from his speech over the weekend. in that Pennsylvania Senate race, that's a, one of the races. I was breaking this down for you last week, just how important all of this is and why Lindsey Graham is making me so mad because it's. Everything is so incredibly close Just to even get To where we Need to get to it's just it's They have to win every race They need to win In Pennsylvania And looking at the, The breakdown of it I mean you Dr. Oz he's He's I mean he's got the I don't know how much he's put into his own campaign I haven't looked at that but I was looking at just the averages. Let me pull this up. Because there was new. So if Fetterman's plus four in one of the latest RCP. The latest RCP average is that he's plus four. So he has a little bit pulled ahead out of the margin of error there. That is so cool. It, it is ridiculously close for a candidate like that. This is, where's this? He says stuff like this. This is audio soundbite. Pull this up. Is it 11,000? Yes. You have to forgive us. We have a million audios. Audio somebody 11,000. This is this is John Featherwoman. Listen.
0: Do you believe transgender women should be allowed to play on women's sports teams at the youth, youth through college level? Yes.
1: So he's he answers things like, "Well, yes, I do believe that men should be allowed to compete against women." How is the candidate? I mean, this is Pennsylvania. I'm not saying Pennsylvania is a super woke blue place, but it's it or a super red place, but it's not a super blue place. He says stuff like this. He, this is a guy who literally chased down the first black guy he saw after he heard fireworks. Sit here and explain to me, Democrats, how, in the era of Ahmed Aubrey, you guys are eagerly supporting a giant white man chasing down a black jogger because he assumed that the first black person that he saw was responsible. For what he assumed was gunfire, when in fact it was just fireworks being lit off by kids in a parking lot, you know, a little bit away from him, and he holds him at gunpoint, runs him down with his shotgun, holds him at gunpoint. I want all of the Democrats in this era of uh, of Ahmed Aubrey to explain to me how they can so eagerly support a guy like this, a guy who actually abused his position and fired one of their. Uh, One of the city, one of their city service workers, because he had spoken out against Fetterman pushing cops to do oppo research for him. Or the guy who this is a guy who lived off his parents. His parents gave him an allowance until he was 53 years old. So he didn't have to actually work. He's never held a job. I don't count barely a two year stint that his daddy got for him at Chubb as one of as a job. He didn't even buy his own loft. He gave his, his sister a, a symbolic dollar to pretend that he paid for it. And then even then, they said he apparently hasn't even disclosed. Washington Times had this. I think this was last week, and the Free Beacon published this as well. He didn't disclose a, disclose a bunch of properties that he owns. He has all these assets that he never apparently actually disclosed, and you're supposed to. He tries to hide all of this stuff and pretend that he's the average everyday working man when he's not. He's never worked. He has He's lived off his rich family. He's a sponge. He's a human sponge. And if you criticize his record at all, then he tries to say, oh, well, I've had a stroke. You're so ignorant. But then if you, if you ask, okay, well, if you're so fragile that we can't even criticize the fact that you literally were pushing law enforcement officers members of the police force to do oppo for you the entire city council of braddock wanted fetterman charged i don't know if you guys knew this it was so these and they're not all republicans you had democrats that wanted this democrat they said what he was doing was criminal i mean what in the world how in the hell is this guy plus four and he's and the only thing what are you going to sit here and say about us I don't like his 2 a record. I think he was a chicken and he wouldn't come on air with me to talk about it. Okay. But can he be persuaded to vote with the rest of the Senate? Because I'm a strategic person. I'm looking at this as how can I best advocate for my principles and push my agenda forward. And I want to make a huge point that some of these people who haven't been in the game very long, as we all have, that they don't seem to understand. Settling on a strategy The best one to push your agenda forward is not a compromise of principle. When you are determining the best strategy to push your principle, your undiluted, uncompromised principle forward, that is not a compromise of principle. That is that is being smart about strategy and not being a moron like Lindsey Graham with this with this bill that he's pushing through and then trying to hide behind the accusation that everyone who doesn't want to do this right now, when you have a minority, when it could jeopardize the majority, that they are just not as strong as uh, on life as he is. No, we're stronger than because we would only want to act in a time when we know we can win and not. I mean, you got sometimes you got one chance with this stuff. It's just it's Republicans will always get in their own way, and when I look at when I look at Dr. Oz, I think he can be persuaded to go along with them. I think when it comes between Dr. Oz and Mitch McConnell, I think Mitch McConnell will get him to do whatever he needs him to do. That's pretty. I get this guy or the or the other one. Good heavens! Now a few other things that I want to get into. I have uh, some wokery. Go to this one. I'm going to go to this story about a really horrific school teacher. I, too, thought this was a joke. I first saw this on Twitter. It is an Ontario high school. They're at the center of a controversy because they're having a man teach. Now, listen here. This is going to sound nuts, but listen. No, no pun intended. Listen. They're having a male teacher teach students while wearing large is not the word for it while wearing a massive prosthetic bust with nipples in the school I have no words it it is one of the craziest things I think I've ever seen and you think it's a joke, and it's not. That's what's even wilder about this story. You think it's a joke, but it's not. This individual, I'm reading this story. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to describe what it looks like, Kane. Just for the people who are listening, coast to coast, so they can have kind of an idea, because it's so bad. I just. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's um, a teacher in a high school, and he wears a massive prosthetic bust, complete with protruding nipples. And the school sent an email to parents saying that they're uh, that the his gender identity is protected. They said we're aware of the discussion on social media. Uh regarding this specific teacher, and they say that gender identity and gender expression are protected under the grounds of the Ontario Human Rights Code he's wearing a wig, and he is they look i am guys please i'm not trying to be crass they look like two large pumpkins in his shirt that hang down to his waist with the stems out that 's exact- I am not. Exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. It's okay, Juan, if you want to put it up. Juan's like, oh, do I want to do it? He's like, no, I can't do this. Are we, will we get in trouble? We'll get in trouble, won't we? We We can't even show you this, but they can put it in a classroom. The individual identifies, he's a man who identifies as a woman. And it's the, the, the man calls himself Kayla Lemieux, a manufacturing technology instructor who began identifying as a woman last year. He used to be known as Stephen Hanna. And he wears the large prosthetic bust like that. It's actually bigger than the students' heads. I'm not kidding. It hangs all the way down to his waist. He wears well, that is, ma'am. in the classroom. It is ma'am. I have no words for this. It is cosplay. It's cosplay. This guy's cosplaying as a woman. And they can't do anything about it, apparently. And every day, you know, they say that. I mean, I, I just, oh my, some days it hangs lower and some days it doesn't. I don't even know. This is, the, but the guy's name is Stephen Hanna. And you're not supposed to dead name people. So if he wants to be called Kayla Lemieux, I'm not going to call you anything by but your legal name. I, they, they say that they try to create a positive learning environment this, because the parents have been up in arms. If you, if you see what this person looks like, you would be shocked that this was happening in a classroom. They say that they're trying to create a positive learning environment. There is literally no positive learning environment in which a grown man shows up and biker shorts with a, sh- a tight shirt, wearing a large prosthetic uh, bust with comically protruding nipples. There is no way, nowhere that that looks even. R- I'm going to put this in your email prep. I'm going to show you the picture of this so you actually can see it yourself. It is one of the craziest things. And they said that the. Teenagers there they just I, Well the parents are all up in arms How is this not a mental illness This is more than being inner, This is more than just being weird This is being absolutely inappropriate in front of kids In front of minors Because they are Using the very things That, they, that men are told not to objectify Not to sexualize but then those are used as the identifying markers for people who want to, co- for men who want to cosplay as women. You cannot have it both ways.
0: This is objectification of women. Alfredo Ortiz of Job Creators Network joins me to explain how Biden policies are devastating small businesses and American families. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter show, Ortiz will also explain the messaging that will lead to big Republican wins this year. I'll also discuss Vice President Harris lying about the border and what the FBI is really doing in its investigation of President Trump. Join me, follow the Sarah Carter show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida
5: Man.
1: So first, and I don't even know you could take that much money from McDonald's, but a McDonald's is how some of the members of my family say it. It's a McDonald's. Florida Man charged with stealing nearly $200,000 from a local Mickey D's. What? How in the world? Escambia County Sheriff's Office, they begin investigating. His name is John John Smith. I'm sorry, excuse me. He is 38 years old. He stole nearly $200,000 from a local McDonald's. Investigators say that these thefts occurred between September of 2021 and June of 2022 while he was employed as the store manager. They said that he committed the crime because he would change orders. And then he would request a change order and he'd put the money in his pocket and not into the safe where it was supposed to go. People still pay with money? Really? I mean... He was changing orders in, a, in amounts of $1,000 or more. And the average change order request is 700 or less, usually. So they found all kinds of cash deposits into his checking account. And he brought his new lady friend into the action. And, whoo boy. So he was charged with grand theft $100,000 or more. Like, you didn't think that was going to be caught? Right. So dumb. That is so dumb. Uh, let's see. Oh, Oh, my gosh. This is horrible. Oh, boy. A Florida man did a procedure, he's a doctor, on the wrong end of someone's colon. No. Uh Uh-huh. No. Uh Uh-huh. Halting the patient's ability to pass gas or waste through his backside. No. That is a Florida Department of Health administrative complaint. The doctor Scott Zanoni was licensed in Florida since 2013, and he's on the American Board of Surgery certified. And apparently, uh, what ended up happening is that the uh, patient went into the hospital on September 30th of 2020 with a wound near the lower back. It wasn't healing, and. They said they did a diverting colostomy procedure And it would divert the waste stream And allow the other wound to heal And during the procedure He inadvertently diverted the wrong end of the colon no. And oh boy Yeah So they had to have a They had to actually correct the error uh, On October 21st Just you know shortly thereafter A month later That's, That is one of the worst stories I think I've ever heard Don't be like that guy And by the way, how do you not know which end is up? Just saying, stick with us, third hour on the way.
5: If I roll down and find a bunch of teenagers and I say, look, kids, hop in my van, I'm going to take you to Disney World and I take them to Busch Gardens. You know, and I take them to, to old Williamsburg, that's kidnapping. I didn't take the kids where I said I was going to take the kids, right? So I think that in yeah. this case, Ron DeSantis told these people, including children, that we take them to one place, Boston, which would have services where they would get expedited work pieces, yeah. where they would be have housing, no. and then send them to a different place. That is kidnapping.
1: You realize that this is all speculation. I don't even know who this dude is. Don't tell me his name because I don't care. He's some dude who's yelling. He's always yelling on MSNBC. But this is, I'm using this as like an avatar. This is what they were all saying over the weekend. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash, your living, breathing Daria here with you. And we're starting our Monday off, folks, across the country together. We're going to get you through the week. It's a weird, weird, weird day. Uh, Weird news. It's a weird news cycle because it's, it's, I, think they, I think they gave uh, Biden some steroids over the weekend. He's, he's, he flew all the way to London for the uh, funeral of the British Queen. And then I guess he's going to come back here because they have their private family thing and they don't get to go to that. So I guess they come back here. But he was at a gala over the weekend. He did a 60-minute interview. He's trying to be more visible because he needs to show these candidates that he is an asset and not a drag. But the fact that this issue tellingly has not come up for him, it didn't come up at the at the gala and it didn't come up in his 60. They didn't even ask him about his 60 minutes uh, on 60 minutes about the immigration thing. It didn't. It definitely the, this thing with DeSantis didn't come up. And you would. Why is that not an easy hit for them? They've really been spinning this as, as this is DeSantis and these other governors. They're so ignorant. He would like briefly referenced it. Kane's like, well, he touched on it at the gala. He briefly referenced it at the at the gala. But this example that this guy gave on MSNBC, do you not know what kidnapping is? Because that's if you're taking the kids somewhere, what if there's a change of plans, right? What if what if the park was closed? What if it was like Wally World, right? And you get there and it's like, oh, the moose out front should have told you it's closed. Well, it was like that. Could I mean it could be right, technically. Anyway, so this—that's not what that. It's not, and also that 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 contradicts what people have been, what Border Patrol has been saying. And I will say that even like in El Paso, isn't that like a Democrat city? They have even contradicted that narrative. People are told where they're going to go. They're asked, do you want to go here? No one's made to get on a bus. People willingly do it. And I just think it's a joke that you expect all of us to believe that these super wealthy areas don't have the resources. It's not that they don't have the resources. As I explained to you in the previous hours, Martha's Vineyard is a $16 million slush fund. It's that they just didn't want to spend it on uh, people who enter the country illegally. They expect the, the border states, uh, the border towns that are predominantly Hispanic, by the way, they expect all of those people to do it for them. Hmm. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Audio sound by 12. This is mayor, D.C. mayor. I just want to stop here for a second. Washington, D.C. Can That's still our nation's capital, right? It is. And it's right there near Baltimore. Yep. It's near Richmond. Yep. It's near, I mean, you're right there. A quick right away from a number of areas. Washington, D.C. Listen to this from their mayor.
0: We're not a border town. We don't have an infrastructure uh, to handle uh, this this type of in a level of immigration to our city. But we will we'll create a new normal here in our infrastructure and have a, a humane welcome for people. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. I can't wait. I
1: can't um, wait. You know. she, they don't have the infrastructure. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me Washington, D.C. doesn't have the infrastructure or ability to handle immigration and they only got a fraction, but tiny little bitty border towns have to that they have the infrastructure and resources have none of these people have ever been to a border town. None of them have ever came here way in here because they're not major metropolises. They're just not. No.
4: They really aren't. These are all small towns. These are all actual, you know, and small populations as well. Um, So Your family's
1: near Brownsville, right?
4: Yeah. My mom's side of the family, we had um, a a bunch of family down in Brownsville, Texas, which is right across the border from Mexico, from Matamoros, Mexico. And uh, that's, if you look at that town, I mean, they're all struggling uh, and have been struggling for a while because they're not highly populated. They don't, you know, they don't have a lot of, slush fundage to pull from and they're just essentially taking the brunt of this and have been for
1: decades i i i don't know why any of the media even if you look even if you're super partisan and i was thinking about this actually this morning even if you're super partisan wouldn't you want to at least advance your byline wouldn't you at least want to have a Video exchange or something go viral And you would ask wait a minute So if you're, you're Washington DC I know, Stop it I am from Southern Missouri I don't know what it is but we say Washington stop it I'm going to say Pelk mellow and, and, and I'm going to say mellow and Pe- Wait Pello and Melk sorry I can't Even talk today I say Warsh and I'm not even Going to apologize and I'm not going to change it It's never going to happen back to My story this is Washington DC if you Cannot Nobody asks if you cannot handle this, then how can Brownsville, Texas, handle it? How can Del Rio handle it? How can McAllen handle it? How can El Paso handle it? How can Yuma handle it? How can all of these other border towns handle it? I've been to a ton of them. I, I, how can they handle it? That's Wash. That's that's the nation's capital. (sighs) <sighs> audio somebody 16 eric adams mayor of chicago has this to say listen
6: you you pledged uh, during your campaign to uh keep new york city a sanctuary a city Are, do you have any concern that that, that policy uh is is is, for, is attracting more people to the border more people to cross the border to make that dangerous no. trip
3: uh, no, not at all. Uh, the city has always been a sanctuary city, and we've always managed those who wanted to come to uh, New York City to pursue the American...
1: Can I just say something? I'm going to shock you, though. I don't disagree with them. At least for Chicago. You want to know why? On average, how many people are killed there over the weekend? That's Chicago. Maybe Chicago's not but i think other areas absolutely are. New York. I mean, i got to tell you, i don't even think cartel members want to come across the border and go get murked in Chicago. Right. or New York. I mean, yeah, or New York. They Kane. let me let me just put and i'm not saying this cuz you were just telling me where your family's from. I'm just, you know, cuz i need another person here. If you were told, i'm the government. I'm telling you, well, hello, Sir, you can choose. These are the places you can go. You can go to Chicago, Illinois, one of the murder capitals of the United States. You can go to New York, where you'll probably get punched out in a fun thing that we like to call the knockout game. Uh, you can go to Washington D.C. Uh, or beautiful Martha's Vineyard. Ooh, Ooh, that
4: last one sounds good,
1: doesn't it? I mean, it's a vineyard run by some woman named Martha. Maybe right. we don't know. I mean, it's an island. Yeah, ah. beautiful. It's just saying. The island. Right. It just sounds like that's somewhere you'd like to go. It's hot. You just like gone through the desert, crossed over the Rio. Right. It's hot down there. Isn't it like in the 60s up there right now?
4: It's a very well off area mm-hmm. where there's all mm-hmm. kinds of services. and.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you think. People go to major metropolitan areas, namely because they have the resources. I don't where does he get for? I, I don't understand Muriel Bowser saying D.C. doesn't have the resources. They most absolutely do. They absolutely do have those resources. And in Chicago, they absolutely do. Listen to this. This is the El- mayor of El Paso, Texas, Oscar Leeser, who says that, listen, this is what he's saying that they deal with every day.
2: Well, the numbers are not 1,300. The numbers are, uh, two days ago, we had almost 2,000. We had uh, a little bit over 1,900 uh Yesterday we had, uh, the day before yesterday, we had uh, a little bit over 1,500. So the numbers have been continuing to increase. And, uh, you know, that, that's continued uh, the rise. And that's because uh, a lot of the people and uh, probably about 80 percent of them are coming from Venezuela. And, and that's, that's where a big part of the, the, the migrant search is coming from.
1: Mm. Yeah, he's that's every day. That's the racist mayor of El Paso, Oscar, Lisa. That's every day. Isn't he a Democrat? I'm pretty sure he's a Democrat. I just I don't know that. Here, why that matters to me is because there. Th- this tells you the the disparity here. Yeah, he's a Democrat. He's been in office since uh, he was the 50th mayor from 13 to 17. So he's Democrat. He's a Democrat saying this because he's at the border and he sees how disastrous this is. This isn't a party issue, but they're making it a party issue. And it really shouldn't be. Now, I have a few other things I want to make sure that we're hitting. We have Stephen Yates is going to be joining here later on after headlines. We were hitting some of the weird stuff with Pennsylvania about midterms. I also have this story. I was going to share it. Earlier in my second hour, this is uh, John Kerry. I saw this over the weekend. Do you think that people in Africa wake up every day wondering what John Kerry wants them to do about energy?
4: I can almost guarantee you that they don't.
1: Because, well, that's I'm gl- so glad you weighed in because he's going to tell you anyway, John Kerry, hey, the climate czar. He was never confirmed, right? Because no. that's not an actual position. What the hell does he do? Does he just advise Biden? Do anybody know what he does? He's the climate guy. You know how many private jets he owns?
4: He just flies around and dumps carbon in the atmosphere.
1: The, and he, now, an addendum to this, sidebar, but it's related to the story. Do you know how PolitiFact defended what I just said? I asked, I go, how many, how many jets does he own? How many jets does he fly around on? How many vacation homes does he own? I kid you not, hands to sky. Their defense of this was, well, technically... Their Teresa Hines carries Jets and mansions that she had purchased with her first late husband. I don't think the so. Owner- they're technically not. Um. Yeah, they are. They're married. They're married. They're married. I
4: think the fact is that they're flying them everywhere. Thank you. And being hypocritical. Not exactly who's on the pink slip.
1: Yeah, that's but the see PolitiFact was like, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh. I jeez. fact check. Just like they were just like when uh, you know how political I'm not even kidding. Do you know how PolitiFact was defending the whole Biden flying 70 planes to Jacksonville International Airport and not even telling Florida? They said, well, Joe Biden himself wasn't flying the planes. I am not kidding you. So John Kerry is warning African nations to not rely too heavily on natural gas and their efforts to modernize and bring electricity to millions. He says, we're not saying no to gas. What we're saying is. Gas replaces coal or replaces oil. We're not saying no. We're just saying stop it. John Kerry telling African nations. Has he been to Africa? I don't even know. I don't know. I'm just shocked. We have headlines on the way. We have Stephen Yates coming up because China's Belt and Road Initiative beyond this month, what's coming up for this? And this is one of the things, I mean, look what they're doing to Africa. And that's why I think it's important why John Kerry's waiting in here. We're going to ask Stephen Yates about all of this here coming up.
4: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: Quick correction for myself. When we were playing... Eric Adams audio. I think it was just because we were talking about Chicago and Muriel Bowser and everything else, and I didn't specify that he was actually the mayor of New York. And I think, did I say he was sh- sh- from Chicago? I may just have. You'll
4: have him, to forgive
1: yeah. me. I had sugar and carbs over the weekend, and I'm in the middle of a brain fog, and I am proteining myself out of it. So apologies on my end. All right, let's get back to it. This, uh, ooh, I actually scrolled away from it. Here we go. Here we go. Why is Mike Pompeo considering a run? I don't dislike him as a person. I just think that this is... He wants to... People are saying that he wants to primary Trump. And I know that he's like lost a lot of weight and he's been doing the traveling and doing the fundraising. But I just think that that's maybe a wasted effort because I just don't think that he, even if it's not Trump, I don't think he's going to be able to challenge a DeSantis or anybody. But apparently those whispers are growing louder. Coast Guard seized a half a billion drugs, half a billion dollars in drugs in the Caribbean. 28,500 pounds of cocaine and marijuana after intercepting a drug smuggling boat in the international waters of the Caribbean and Eastern Pacific Ocean. They they said it was 24,700 pounds of cocaine, 3,892 pounds of marijuana, $475 million total. Oof, goodness. Thousands of crocodiles on a beach. That's not good. People are panicking, and this has been taking place in Brazil and they said that they've flooded the beaches, several hundred thousands. The local population is panicking because there are gators everywhere. That is kind of terrifying. Stephen Yates joins us next, and we've got a lot more on the way. Stick with us.
5: Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com.
2: But would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan.
1: What a stunning... That was stunning. To witness that in an interview. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon Dana Lash here with you. And that, of course, that was Scott Pelley talking with President Joe Biden for a pre-taped 60 Minutes interview, which in that one soundbite, Joe Biden contradicted the White House policy on China and Taiwan, only for then the White House to immediately walk it right back. So, of course, you know, we have to get Stephen Yates' response to this. As you know, Steve is a senior fellow to the American First Policy Institute. You can find him also on Twitter at YatesComps, and he's chair of the China Policy Initiative. So, Steve, first off, good to see you. Happy Monday. This was... Uh, very unusual to me because I don't recall any other time a sitting president talking with 60 minutes and then basically for them to do this postscript voiceover adding that, oh, no, the policy, everything that you heard the president just say about Taiwan and China hasn't actually changed. He's wrong. What was your reaction to that interview and that the way they handled that?
6: Well, there's the comms part of it. and You're absolutely right. I can't think of a single time in the history of broadcast television that has ever been done. Very odd from a White House comms point of view, very odd from a network point of view. Your newsmaker is the president, not some anonymous staffer who comes in with Darth Vader voice to give some kind of a clarification. So, I mean, from a comms point of view, it was was really weird. From a diplomatic point of view, this is really the worst possible way to do things. This is, I think, the third, possibly the fourth time the president himself has said what his policy is in this area, and it's if Taiwan is attacked, the United States would intervene on Taiwan's behalf. Now that might sound controversial to people, but there's a heck of a lot of people in policymaking who know that's essentially been the US position for decades. Mm. What you say, when you say it, how you say it might kind of get shaved around the edges, but that's not news. And that's why someone who was in the Senate for 50 years and the White House's vice president would say that. What's bizarre is the undercutting of the commander in chief. Now, I'm no fan of Joe Biden. I don't wanna give him the benefit of the doubt. But in the last administration, we had a pretty hostile position towards people in the bureaucracy who deigned to say they spoke for the United States, as opposed to the elected commander in chief. Whoever ends up in the Oval Office sworn in, that's the commander in chief. And I don't know who this White House staffer is, but they ought not be anonymous. They very clearly are speaking with authorization and the chief of staff should be fired for this.
1: Yeah, this was uh, it it was just wild. And you knew the moment he said it, you knew they were going to come in. There was going to be an immediate walk back from the White House. You bring up talking to Steve Yates, a very interesting question. Because he's been in the Senate for yeah like forever uh, before being in the vice presidency uh, role and now is president of the United States. Do you chalk this up to him like health issues, cognitive issues, or is this just his somewhat passive aggressive way to push back? Is this a real difference between himself and his own advisors or is it is it a cognitive thing? Why does he because as you noted, he says this every single time the issue comes up and they all this is the third time they've walked it back.
6: there's definitely things that are unusual about how he communicates among other things when it comes to our president. Uh, But in this instance, uh, I think he's saying what he means. I mean, once or twice, you can chalk it up as a gaffe. When it's three or four times, he's saying what he means and whether you like it or not, especially if you work at his pleasure in the White House That's the boss, and so you're dealing in a very, very different kind of White House where someone who is unelected, unaccountable, is actually running things apparently to the point where they can trump the president live, real time. Yeah, Uh, It goes to tape, but they're real time fixing this. I've never seen anything like it. It definitely undermines deterrence of China, but it also undermines anyone who wants to bank credibility in the promises of the president. How do you send the president out to negotiate with world leaders or have world leaders come in for private meetings with them after you've seen this three to four times? You know, you can't count on anything that is brought to you in person and officially.
1: How do you think there were furious phone calls between Uh, People in the administration and maybe those representatives in in Beijing or in Taipei or however, I mean, I would imagine that there had to be some kind of back channel conversations take place.
6: Well, the most sickening part of my life experience watching the sort of permanent bureaucracy and those who kind of sweep in and sweep out of government. Uh, in this policy area is there's a Pavlovian response. The Chinese don't have to huff and pluff and blow the house down. These people preemptively will capitulate to what Beijing's point of view is before the angry letter is received. Now, I was in the White House when some hotshot fighter pilot knocked one of our EP3 planes down out of the sky and the Chinese couldn't find the phone to answer it For like three days. Wow. And so they don't seem to be on the hot seat to be responsive. But apparently the Biden White House, even without the Chinese having to call in or preemptively trying to smooth things over for what my climate or my inflation or what?
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Last uh, question for you talking with Stephen Yates. and We always appreciate his perspective on this. Is there will there do you think there will be usually when something like this happens there's always some strongly bizarrely worded uh you know strongman response that comes out of beijing i'm just waiting to say i mean i know this just aired yesterday but i'm just i feel like it should have been out any time now
6: yeah well obviously when uh, nancy pelosi visited taiwan they gave the whole uh, full banquet of responses. Yeah. Uh, this time, uh, maybe this anonymous staffer capitulated so openly and so immediately that they don't have to huff and puff and put on a show. Uh, they pretend to be offended, They're poor broken hearts, their economy is tanking, their COVID zero policy is a disaster. No one really trusts them. But oh my goodness, if you use different words or say, if they engage in an unprecedented attack, we're not gonna stand by our friends. Mm. Now, American can debate whether we want to send our troops somewhere somehow. The president didn't really say that we would in what manner intervene, just said we'd respond. Uh, And so only those who say we should never respond anywhere can really object. But uh, you know, this is just the worst possible way because it is the perfect muddle. It angers everyone, Satisfies no one, and the bad guys have a have a basically a good day.
1: Yeah, golly, what a what a mess! What a mess! Stephen Yates, we always appreciate your time with us. Please, folks, go follow him at YatesComs two M's because he has great insight on all these foreign policy issues. We always appreciate your time with us. You're so generous with us every Monday. Thank you, Steve. Good to see you. Thank you, Dana. Take care. Of course, we have more to come as well. I wanted to pull up that Justin Trudeau audio. That we have because I here's the thing I was thinking about and this is going to be a weird I wanted to put this on your table because so Justin Trudeau is getting a lot of criticism because as you know he's the head of a Commonwealth nation which is part of the you know British not not really British Empire but associations free but equal is the Commonwealth's I think their motto and he was recorded being drunk singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, someone was playing piano and he was there singing along, and he's getting a lot of criticism for doing this. I wanted to play this, and then I have an interesting question. Listen to this. He's horrible at it. I mean, I get that he's inebriated, but come on, you can do it better than that. Here's my question Does it bother you if a world leader is drunk? Now, not because you're trying to be, you know, bossy and micromanage their lives, but what if something goes sideways? And I mean, if I were a tyrant and I was going to have something go sideways, wouldn't you do it when you know that, you know, your most dangerous opponent is maybe celebrating something might be able, you know what I'm saying? Because what aren't they incapacitated at that point? I mean, if you if they go in for just routine surgery and they go under for a little bit, they got to have somebody else come in and do that. They got to tag in. That's how it is. I mean, they do a whole little ceremony, but they have to tag in, and they basically, technically, for a little bit, have the reins of authority. So if something happens, they can, you know, be there and respond and handle military issues, etc. Does the same thing happen if they're drunk? Have you ever thought about this? I have. Like, what if we get a young? Now, I'm not Biden. I think is too old to drink. I just think he he would just kill yeah. him. His but,
4: cognitive his cognitive decline yeah. doesn't require I alcohol. mean it
1: has a cognitive impact. So if can you I'm curious about this.
4: That's a good question. I, my first response initially when you asked the question was I think it matters when he's drunk, but you did bring up the good point because you know as an enemy you would just pick the time whenever he's drunk yeah. to do whatever it is he's doing. Like think do. about
1: the president of the United States. There is a dude who follows him wherever he goes carrying the little football they call it the football it's right. the briefcase of you know it's the the new code yeah exactly normally everyone says that the whoop a double snakes is in a can this is in a little suitcase and right. they call it the football and that's if you know everything goes to hell in a handbasket. it's like pop-up command you know you got all the codes and everything in there right. he follows the president that means that you have if he's at like a wedding reception that means he's there the dude with the suitcase is there they're at the wedding reception yeah. does that woo I look, Google it, Google it for me. Can the president get drunk? I'm I can't even believe I'm thinking of this, yes. but
4: we know Nancy Pelosi can't.
1: Well, her husband clearly, but here's my other which, by the way, since you brought up Nancy Pelosi, we did have the story of the man who wore the ginormous prosthetic thing. Oh, I'm just saying, don't dress like her on the beach in the classroom and it's cosplaying. But back to my point though, if there is some sort of restriction on that, then. Is if there's a legitimate cognitive issue, why would that not be called into question? I'm just thinking out loud here. I, di- I didn't mean to go down this intended, th- or I didn't mean to go down this path, but...
4: You know, with Trump, he claimed he's never drank yeah. a drop of alcohol yeah, in Yeah, he's life, like
1: actually he's, famously straight edge. Right. Not because he is like a virt- he's trying to virtue signal. He wants to constantly be in control.
4: So that was never a question when Trump was in office, but it's, it's a giant question There was now. a
1: story that when he was at, I think it was his daughter's wedding he had like cranberry juice or something he actually didn't have wine like for real i've heard so many stories from people very close to their he's like, he was always very very strict with it and i think it's because he saw his you know his family and his brother wasn't his brother an alcoholic and i think he had those issues but anyway i was just i was thinking about that this is very interesting now uh, a couple of other things you know we were discussing that interview that joe biden was giving with 60 minutes and scott pelly And just today after or not today, but they uh, he came out and he was saying uh, really kind of downplaying inflation. Did you see what the White House did over the weekend? They tweeted today marks 95 days of dropping gas prices across the U.S. It's a dollar. It's It's still higher, 70 something percent higher than when he took office two years ago. I'm really confused about that. That's not lower. That's not, <clears throat> no, not at all. Now, this, um, this is what Biden has to say about anyone who dislikes him. Audio, soundbite, 6,000 and a million, Kane.
2: Your approval rating in the country is well below
3: 50%. And I wonder why you think that is. This is a really difficult time. We're at an inflection point in the history of this country. We're going to make decisions and we're making decisions now that are going to determine what we're going to look like the next 10 years from now. I think you'd agree that the impact on the psyche of the American people as a consequence of the pandemic is profound. Think of how that has changed everything. People's attitudes about themselves, their families, about the state of the nation, about the state of their communities. And so there's a lot of uncertainty out there, a great deal of uncertainty.
1: Mm. A great deal. See, I mean, that's the issue. It's that they're unable to be happy because they're disturbed from the pandemic. That's why they're psychologically incapable of being happy. That's why they disapprove of me. Uh Pandemic's- yeah, the pandemic was over. I mean, he just, I mean, he literally said that also in that same interview, audio sound by 5 million.
3: Is the pandemic over? The pandemic in, is over. We still have. Okay, a so then
1: what's the COVID. thing? What's the point of it? Now, before we go to break here, I'm going to leave you with audio sound by 4 million. Because this, considering, remember, he did the Sith Lord uh, mind comfy couch uh, hole setup when he gave his speech. But listen to this.
3: What we do today, think about it. It's all personal tax. It's about motive. It's not about I disagree on the, on the subject matter.
1: Except that everyone who disagrees with him is apparently the enemy of the state. I mean, that's at least how he said. Yeah, extremist. Extreme
5: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: Two things here really quick that I want to end your day with, and I'll be on Jesse Waters' program this evening in the 6 p.m. Central hour. So Dr. Oz ended, a, according to media, a three-day stop in Germantown and Kensington. He drove off with several people who told him they were dealing with drug addictions. He said it was unplanned and that he was going to take them to reserve spots at a detox center. He needs to do more of that. That's good. And additionally... This was interesting. Illegal insurrection reminded everyone of how not only was Bill de Blasio doing this, Gavin Newsom was as well. Shipping, like Bill de Blasio would ship homeless residents off to other states, but Gavin Newsom had a whole thing where he also shipped people who illegally entered the country off elsewhere. Interesting. We're going to deep dive, I hate that word, phrase, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow because I think this thing with immigration has really Exposed Democrats' double standard on this for sure. So these are all things that we're going to cover tomorrow. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter at Substack Chapter and Verse. I have a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out for you tonight and tomorrow. So make sure you sign up. Cain today and stupidity.
4: All right, it's our uh, president Uh, Joe Biden on 60 Minutes last night was talking about deer and their Kevlar vests again. Yes, he was. Listen.
3: for example, we passed the most extensive gun legislation in 30 years. Although I'm not going to rest till we get assault weapons banned, which I did once before when I was work. a senator. Assault weapons ban. assault, banned. Assault. assault weapons banned. It
1: didn't work.
3: There's no rationale. Deer aren't running through the woods wearing Kevlar
4: vests. But
1: deer aren't also the ones routing people. And deer aren't the ones that threaten to nuke some people, too. I'm they just do saying. have cool
4: deer skid vests, So
1: Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah, they man, totally they totally do. do. By the way, if a deer was choosing to wear a Kevlar vest, where can I capture said deer and make money off of it? I'm just asking. All right, I'll be on Jesse Waters' program on Fox 6 p.m. Central Hour. Sign up for my newsletter, Chapter and Verse. Have a great night, everybody.